Welcome to the Classical Happy Hour. I'm your host, Martin Davids. This is the show where my guests and I talk about music while enjoying a tasty beverage. Then we try to play some music together. Today's guest is Emmy Tanabe. Hi, Emmy. Hi, Marty. How are you? I'm great. Good. It's nice to have you here. Thank you. Um, so for people that don't know you, can you tell us what uh, kind of work you're doing these days? <laughs> I do. I play the violin, first of all. And I think the unique part of me is like I play so many different genres of music. I do play a lot of Baroque music as well as totally the opposite side of the music genre like pop and rock music and jazz and folk music and yeah any different styles that you can think of might make you play some jazz later yes. um <laughs> yeah i think i saw a video of you playing with like a flock of seagulls recently <laughs> yes i did that's amazing yeah mm-hmm. I, yeah i just want to make jokes about iran um, <laughs> <laughs> so like tell me a little about like where you grew up and then where'd you go to school where'd you learn how to play the violin stuff? sure so i was born and raised in tokyo japan um i started to play the violin when i was three um because my older brother was playing it and i don't remember but i i apparently wanted to play the violin i told my parents to you know i wanted to learn the violin so i studied that's what they told you that's what they told me (laughs) yes i don't remember but according to them i already uh tried to play the violin on chopsticks when i was two years old and they thought you know i really want to play the violin so they let me um take some lessons when i turned three and um yeah uh, and I did learn the violin through Suzuki Violin School. In Japan? In Japan, exactly. Yeah. And I have met Dr. Suzuki a couple of times. I played for him and I had a, such a nice memory uh, of that. Um, but when I was in Japan, I was not, like in terms, of, in terms of becoming professional, I was not thinking about that. So like music was part of my fun uh, life, fun part of my life and that, you know, serious. So, but that was actually good because now I still can have fun with music instead of <laughs> suffer. Not like all the other professionals. <laughs> I mean, some people, you know, they take it too seriously and I don't think I would have been successful if I were too serious about that. But I always have the, you know, um, fun with music since I was three so I just keep doing that so how did you end up doing it professionally then um so when I was uh, in high school I was thinking about my future and uh actually I really wanted to come to the U.S. to study I was always um, having this fascination about going to outside of Japan to see the world and different cultures and U.S. has the easiest access. I guess we have a lot of information about it and easier access to go to school. So I really wanted to come here. That was my first uh, desire. And I was thinking, what should I study? <laughs> and music, you know, I play music, so maybe I can learn music. That's what I, you know, thought. And I uh, auditioned for some schools and I got in and um, I moved to the U.S. to study music. And, 
I was totally the same. I went to college and I really had no idea what to, to major in. I was like, well, I play the violin. Right. So well, let's exactly. start with music. I can always change it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. Just just to, to try and, you know, see, let's see what happens. And yeah. <laughs> so where'd you end up going to school? So the first school I went to uh, was Eastman School of Music. And actually I transferred. I went there for two years and I transferred to uh, University of North Texas and I got bachelor and master's degree from there. Then I moved to Chicago after that. Then I went to Roosevelt University. And those are my three schools. So what, you already had a master's? So were you pursuing any particular degree? Well, the thing was, I was, um, I was on student visa. So I needed to be on visa. I was not really particularly needed to pursue a degree. If I had a visa at the time, I mean, I'm not going to school anymore, but I got into civic orchestra in Chicago and I got full scholarship in Roosevelt. So it just worked out to move here to continue. What degree school. were you? It was a orchestral diploma. Oh. Yeah. So my first plan was to be orchestra musician at the time. Yeah. That's probably like what you do the least now, right? <laughs> exactly. It did not happen at all. I try. I did some auditions and I failed. <laughs> uh-huh. I was not really, um, really uh, a fan of auditioning. Even if I was playing perfectly until the last minute and I just failed. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't think I've ever met anyone that's like, God, I love auditioning. I know, it's true. It's <laughs> so great. Very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, was, you said your brother played? Mm-hmm. Yep. As the rest of your family musicians? Or? Not really. My parents were far from music, and they really didn't want me to become a professional musician at all. <laughs> they didn't think I could make it, or, you know, like, it's such a hard field to make a living. So um, I think they regret it <laughs> when I decided to, uh, or originally, you know, wanted to go come to the U.S. to study music. Um, but, you know, later on, they started to become very supportive of me when I was starting to make a living and, you know, make money and stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't, like, grow up wanting to be a musician then? I was not thinking about it, yeah, but music was always part of my, you know, life, and I, I just loved this. I knew that music will be part of my life forever, but I didn't think it was possible to make a living out of it. I had no clue, you know, what, how to do it, so. Did um, you think you were going to make a living doing something else, or? Well, like, my parents' expectation would be, like, be a lawyer or doctor or something like that, but it was not my, um. I, I was not really seriously thinking about it. I was just try different things and let's see how. I didn't have any passion in other field particularly. Yeah, so. So did you try? Like, did you ever take a law class or anything? <laughs> I did not. I didn't get to that far. <laughs> because yeah. so many people, you know, find music. Mm-hmm. Just they happen to try it and they fall in love. So. It could happen in the reverse, I yes. suppose. Right, that's true, right? Yeah, it's never too late. Maybe I should go, start to go to law school now. That's true. You know, I've met, I know some people that have done really? that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I knew an oboist that, like, 
just went to law school and oh my became gosh. a lawyer. Wow. And a singer as well. All right. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to avoid taking any of those classes so it doesn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Become a lawyer. <laughs> um, when you were growing up, mm-hmm. did you just play? I mean, you started on Suzuki, so mm-hmm. you were playing a lot of Baroque and classical music. Mm-hmm. But were you playing any other kind of music? I don't think so. Um, no, only classical music. Um, yeah, I was in uh, a string orchestra since I was five years old. So we, I play all tons of string orchestra pieces. And uh, as we get older, like in high school age, like I started to play a lot of chamber music with my friends just for fun, the sight reading, and we started to have concerts by ourselves, and uh, but only classical music, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, how did you end up playing out like pop and jazz <laughs> right. and all that other stuff? Because it doesn't sound like you went to school for any of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> so at one point. Um, through friends in school, you know, I, I would, I met so many people from different cultures and different countries in school. And some people play their folk music to pop and jazz. And through that connection, I got this gig. I think it's, it was around 2005 and they told me to show up and they gave me the music and that was to play with a DJ and that was a pop music and I asked them where is the sheet music to you know, for me to play there's there's then they're like no there's no sheet music you have to make it up it's like <laughs> what do you mean make it up I have no idea you know so I have to I spend like two nights almost no sleeping just to like try to make up like to play some music did you at least know any of what the songs were no, or? Really. no? <laughs> it was some kind of Brazilian pop music or something like that I never heard and uh yeah, so it was my first experience that I had to play music without, you know, sheet music or written out. So that was the very first thing. And, you know, so like once I do it, people start to ask me in the kind of similar situations in like people who just play, just jamming and improvising. So I started to do that in different occasions. Was this a paid gig? It was a paid gig, yes. <laughs> At least. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> yes. So I take it it didn't go badly? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> as, as far as I know, nobody told me that I sucked. So, <laughs> yeah. I feel like at almost any point in your career, though, if someone says, here, show up on this gig and there's no music and you don't know the music at all and you just have to make it up exactly it's gonna be a little bit scary exactly it was so scary <laughs> i was so nervous yeah and uh then that led to um for me to play a lot with a guitarist who is more like jazz based you know jazz guitarist in like coffee shops or some kind of kind of relaxed um atmosphere uh, we will play a uh, background music so he will play jazz music and i tried to play that and at first i only play melodies you know but eventually i improvise a little bit just to even if i make so many mistakes but if it's a background it's it's not really a doesn't big matter, deal yeah. it doesn't matter so that experience and that that was a paid gig hmm. <laughs> so i got paid uh, while i was learning 
So I did a lot. And I still do that too, like、uh, background music, and I try different things. And if it doesn't come out well, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, you just keep trying. And... Yeah, I mean, there are definitely levels of gigs, even of concerts.、Mm-hmm. There are, you know, like some high profile things and some much lower. Exactly. You know, you're playing with the、mm-hmm. community choir somewhere. Right, right, yeah. And you're. You know, but then it turns out you're playing the B minor mass or something, you know, for the first time. Exactly, right? It's not a lot of pressure.、Mm-hmm. So, those situations are great for on the job training. Very, very good, yeah.、Mm-hmm. yeah. But background music, or, you know, sometimes like a wedding. Yes. Where they're just so loud. Yes. Audience, you know, they don't、like、during really, dinner. Right. <laughs> and they keep interrupting to kiss or whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Those, yeah, it doesn't matter、mm-hmm. almost what you play at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But perfect learning yeah,、um, place. <laughs> But if you think about other jobs,、mm-hmm. it's not like no one ever screws up on any other job. They're true. They They're、are. not expected to be perfect、no. on their first day. No, yeah, yeah. So、mm-hmm. we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves. No, not, not at all. That's my, like, the, something very important that I learned through those experiences. That, yeah, nobody's perfect, even in Carnegie Hall, you know, but we just kind of learn how to make mistakes to go right somehow,、uh, or, you know,、um, yeah, we just have to know how to get out of it. And once you know it, it's just there's nothing to fear. You know? Also, by making mistakes, you realize, okay. I need to focus at maybe a higher level than I was focusing before. You know, that's another thing that you learn. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. Hopefully, in a low, low pressure situation. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Carnegie Hall. Right. <laughs> yeah.、Mm-hmm. So, do you, do you like all the variety? I love it. I really do. Yeah. Uh, it's challenging sometimes, and as you know, I sometimes mix them up. <laughs> <laughs> But very rarely. So,、um, normally in one gig, sometimes I have to play different genres of music. And first, we have to play some classical music, which is more serious and more, you know, you have to go as it's written. Then gradually we go to more jazzy or pop. You can be more free and, you know,、um, Express yourself freely. freely. So、uh, it's, yeah,、um, most of the time I can do it really well to play different kind of music, even in one gig. <laughs> I do remember that one, that one time <laughs> when you did it in the reverse order. You、exactly. just played all the pop stuff, and then we came up to play a, a movement of the Bach double. And he, <laughs> you were hilarious. Yes. I was playing all the sliding, and yes. And it was so natural to me. And it did not occur to me. Until, I, you know, for a while, I was like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> that, was, that was really fun. I was in a moment. Yeah. It's a great memory.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, do you, was there anything you had to like, overcome to, to get where you are? Yes.、Um, so, my philosophy, or、um, yeah, my philosophy is always try to be、um, out of my comfort zone all the time because 
all those different kind of music is, you know, when you play for the first time or, you know, the people who have, you never met. And it's always so scary. So, um, and it's very uncomfortable. And, it's, you know, um, so I always tell myself that to be out of my comfort zone makes me, you know, learn so much things. And, um, yeah, just like to broaden my horizon. So that's one of the big things. And another thing was like when I was playing a lot of classical music in my younger age, I had a, a performance anxiety a lot, like in, especially in school, uh, in music school, because teachers would tell you what not to do so much, like don't play out of tune, like don't buy, like, you know, um, just so many, I mean, it's it, for them to teach me well, and I understand that, but that really like, I. At one point, I felt like I could not do anything, and uh, that makes me um, get so nervous about playing in front of people. So that took me for a while to, you know, overcome my um, uh, performance anxiety a lot. But that, uh, for me to play different kind of, you know, music like jazz and more improvisations and um, people more freer and it's just like uh, fear of making mistakes uh, and I o overcome that and that over um, uh, that kind of way of thinking made me overcome the um, performance anxiety as well so yeah yeah whenever I've played with you you seemed like you're having a great time yeah <laughs> what to play with you <laughs> of course <laughs> well you really make me people you know feel like you're having fun too and yeah that's absolutely yeah yeah that's the most important thing yeah I try to I don't know like envelop everybody in in a, a comfortable feeling mm -hmm. so important so important yeah it's more important than playing right notes think yeah yeah i think the audience can see it mm -hmm. when everyone's having a great time definitely yeah and they, they have a better time yes they don't want to see a bunch of anxious people <laughs> <laughs> scared to play a wrong note exactly yeah mm -hmm. yeah. yeah that's interesting about your teachers i, I taught a lesson today and mm -hmm. i was really trying not to say anything negative yeah you know? yeah yeah uh -huh. because it just doesn't help you open up exactly yeah uh-huh and so many things to work on but right I know it is difficult as a teacher's point of view I you know I'm I'm on that um the same too and yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so if you didn't do music what would you want to do besides um, being a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> I love um I love uh yoga <laughs> so I would probably pursue like in the it doesn't have to be yoga but that kind of a mental um, like trying to be center mentally um, so like yoga will help or Tai Chi or um, that kind of slower not like I'm not really like a, a go-go running person but I love those slow movements and meditation and those kind of fields so I would have probably pursue maybe yoga teacher or something like that yeah I can see that 
Yeah. I mean, you can always do that when you retire. Very true. Oh, even like people do that, you know, uh, simultaneously. Side, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah. So that's actually thinking about if I had some chances, I may do that. I had a like a martial arts master who also played the violin. Yeah. But he he said that you if you're going to practice hours a day, mm-hmm. you kind of have to pick one or the other. Right. So, Time issue. Yes, that's yeah. another thing. Right. You can't be like the ultimate at everything. Mm-hmm. You have to choose, right? Yeah. But he would always play classical music during the, the classes. Oh, wow. That's very <laughs> nice. Yeah. Wow. He'd go in and he'd always find out it was like Brahms's birthday or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really fun. Totally into it. Right. <laughs> um, Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, so, what do you love about being a musician? Mm. Um, I can connect with people in a deeper level through music. That's uh, with fellow musicians and with people who are listening. And uh, yeah, I feel like, I mean, not all the time, but when it happens, like I feel like become one through music and um, so actually coming from Japan to the U.S., I did not speak English at first, but I have to, I'm, I'm playing with music, I'm playing music with people and with languages, I didn't really communicate with people at, too much at the beginning, but playing music really helps to like understand and um, yeah, just connection level is very, very different. So yeah that's yeah there's so much nonverbal exactly. stuff that happens in a oh, in a rehearsal or in a concert definitely yeah because you can't talk exactly <laughs> yeah and especially like we play instrumental music which doesn't have words so it's kind of ambiguous in many ways but that kind of ambiguity and um i just love about i don't know we try, try to understand each other uh, and then we do, and that's such an amazing moment. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely played music with people that speak all kinds of languages, and mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just feel it, and yeah. it's Just look at each other. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Or feel, yeah, feel each other, and yeah. <laughs> I always remember reading, you know, hearing that, like a larger percentage of what's communicated is through body language than through what we say. I heard that too, like 90% or something like that. I don't know where they get the yeah, numbers. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I didn't count it, right? Yeah. How many conversations did they? <laughs> I know. But it's so true. Mm-hmm. I mean, just when you walk into a room, yeah. you communicate so many things. That's true. Or walk down the street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, nonverbal. Yeah. Or the way you stand in a group, you know? Yeah. Like so much is obvious. Yeah. That yeah. we never talk about. That's right. Yeah. Very much so. Um, do you have any advice for uh, people that want to have a career in music? Hmm. Let's see. 
So don't worry about what you're not good at as much, but pursue what you love and what you're good at. Um, because I, I was younger, I mean, I'm still now, like I know my weakness and strength. And uh, when I see my weakness, it just, I always feel like I'm not good enough. But when I see my, what I love about it, just go into it and um, it just um, opens your um, way for some reason. So like pursue what you love and what you're good at. So like your soul expands when you do what you're good at, you mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, like for me, like particularly, I never felt like I was technically so advanced. Like, let's say like I would never have a concert playing 24 Caprices like Paganini. Like I, I don't like that. But I, I love, um, let's say, I love rhythms and groups and I love syncopations and kind of tricky rhythms so I I love that and I, I think I'm I think I'm good at that so that, you know that kind of strengths and you can really have so many jobs through that um, and it, like some people particularly they're good at Mozart and they're they're not really good at Bach so you can eventually pursue that kind of you know category or you know um, that you, I don't think you have to suffer that you're not good at Bach as much. I mean, you know, it, to some extent in school, you have to try until you know it. But um, yeah. I think there's a, a limited number of people in the world that we need to play Paganini. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. a pretty small number. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that are going to get paid to play that. That's true. Yeah. Uh huh. It's yeah. okay. I, I don't mm-hmm. need to be in that group either. <laughs> We got people for that. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you have anything cool coming up? Let's see. Um, I, I, every day is cool, but <laughs> I will, so like I'm a member, I'm, I'm a member of Apollo's Fire, and Apollo's Fire season will start in October. Uh, we will have so many different projects um, through that, and uh, first... Uh, I mean, we do non-classical music as well, like crossovers. And first thing that I'm really looking for is uh, to play some chamber music or like five or four people playing Middle Eastern music in Lincoln Center, New York. And uh, that's actually really, I, I was, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, and I don't know, there are so many <laughs> things every day um yeah uh, looking forward to yeah. <laughs> yeah no people are asking me if i'm having a good weekend and i, I just think yeah yeah every day is great yeah it is <laughs> it is yeah. yeah yeah why do you have to divide it uh-huh right <laughs> it's just always good uh-huh. it is yeah okay um is there anything you want to ask me yeah uh, yes so marty you are I think you're so well balanced to me in terms of, you know, you play for other people, you're, you belong to different orchestras, but at the same time you have your own project, then you have your family, 
And I think you're maybe one person, I, I don't know anybody else who do that like really well. And how do you balance that? And do you have any priorities or like how you decide your time? And you know, how, how do you balance those? Hmm. I mean, I, I try to make the most out of the opportunities I have okay. that I really like, you know, try to pick the, the things I love doing with the people I really like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes there are conflicts in those and that always sucks. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> like when you're making your calendar, it's right. just one of the worst part times of the year. Right. But, you know, I think marrying somebody that like also works a lot but really wants me to be around and is just not a fan of me being gone all, gone all the time mm -hmm. just makes me like decide I don't, I don't have to work all the time you yeah. know yeah and like when your kids are at home they're, they're only at home until they're like 18 so you may as well be there mm-hmm yeah for, for as much as you can right yeah and uh yeah i think teaming up with somebody yeah uh makes makes it easier to to have a balanced life mm -hmm. okay because they can do they can enable you to do things and you can enable them right to do their things too right and uh i don't know the older i get i I just want to do the really cool things before I can't do them anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have kind of a list of oh, you projects. Do? Yeah. You do? That's amazing. And I'm always, I have all these ideas of things I want to do and I, I try to, to chip away. Wow. And, uh, but a lot of them you can't do by yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so many people are so busy, so, and they all cost money. Mm-hmm. So, but... If there's an exciting thing to do, I'd I'd love to raise the money to do it, you know. Mm -hmm. So. I I think. I'm still, like curious, and I still love, doing everything, and, so, I just I don't know. I never think about trying to balance it. It just happens. Yeah, I just yeah. try to enjoy my life, and if I'm yeah. like overworked or stressed out. Mm -hmm. It's not that enjoyable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I try to think about what am I doing uh, to make things easier for my family or, yeah. you know, to care for other people. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah. How, how do you get inspirations for your own project? It just comes to you? Like just or. That's an interesting question. I mean, like the Bach for two thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I heard so many people just mangle those fugues. <laughs> <laughs> and I always thought, well, why is it only on one violin, you know? <laughs> I, I love you. I love your idea. I mean, I love that. Yeah. But I also, I, I can't, I don't think that all my ideas are original. Mm -hmm. I think lots of people have had that idea, but you, you have to just execute the idea yeah, you know yeah like okay wow it took me a lot of hours just to do one of these fugues for two violins you know mm -hmm. but then i i did all of them so yeah 
and then I just thought, okay, I'll, I have all these other things I want to do. And yeah, I just get ideas. Yeah. And I, I have a little book that I write my crazy philosophies and ideas in. Okay. Uh-huh. So that I don't forget. Yeah. So you have like a bucket list. But I, I think <clears throat> the goal, I mean, the, the key to having a balanced life is to underachieve. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. You're just you're not too hard on yourself. That's what you mean. I also think that there's a, a certain amount of things I'm supposed to accomplish before mm-hmm. I die, and if I take my time, then it's going to postpone. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll live longer. Right. I love that. That's amazing. Don't just finish it all now. Right. So true. I like that a lot. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well. I think we're going to take a little break. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, you can buy some of these things that we're talking about at Bach for com, Like my uh, CD, Baroque and Alone. The greatest title ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah, we're, we're going to finish our drinks here and then we'll be right back with some music.